It's not the despair, Laura. I can stand the despair. It's the hope. Hello and welcome to the edition of Open All Eyes, a QPR podcast with myself, Paul Finney. Um, George Sharp is back with us after a wee sabbatical. You're right, George. Another sabbatical was also when we were rubbish. Yeah, well, cheers, Paul, for having me back on. Uh, obviously, if I came on, I would have given my views on it. But, you know, I'm back great after a win. So, But you look like you're drinking something from the hard stuff, though. Are you old enough? That's yeah, water. Okay, yeah, that's what you say. That's what they all <laughs> yes. say. Vodka doesn't smell, son. Don't forget, yeah. And all yeah. the way from New York City, and here again is Dunstan Soccer Bentley. How are you? Howdy, y'all. Uh, how are we all doing? I'm I'm good. Soccer. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for asking. So, do you know what? I've got to be honest with you, mate. It's like my Cockney accent. I've lived here for thirty-five years, and my Cockney accent is shocking. It's actually I should be arrested for crimes against speech. Um. Yours isn't that much better with the um over the across the pond side of things. It... Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm, I'm not losing the accent. I'm definitely not gonna go down that road of of having the wife's accent either. So, uh, yeah. And we have a new guest who's got introduce himself. I'm terrified of saying your name wrong and making myself sound like an absolute bidlid. So, introduce yourself. Hi, Anuj. Actually, you nearly said my name when you said a new guest. I mean, that's pretty much 75% there. Yeah, Anuj, um, thanks for inviting me, Paul. So, yeah. You're more uh, than welcome, mate. But I don't want to be podcast, I'm terrible. Podcast virgin. Uh, mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> well, we all have to start somewhere. I do apologise, but I'm shocking with names, and I just don't want to be seem to be getting names wrong, because I feel really bad after, afterwards, and um, no I then have to change my name. And no, just just our staffer. Uh, uh, you oh, I was going to say honestly, Dave. Don't worry about it. Uh, now, listen. <laughs> you're quite you're you're quite a cult character amongst the Rangers fans because you are happy to give people a lift for away games and not charge them and do it out of the goodness of your heart. Um, is that because misery needs company? <laughs> well, it's. Do you know what? It's. I I've started. I was a QPR fan from 1983. Um, went every now and again. You know, I was a frequent visitor and and um and then um got married, had kids, my son got to about five and thought I like Man City, I like Liverpool. Um he never he never said the C word, which is great. Um so Dalton. I, <laughs> so I so I thought I'd take him to a I thought I'd take him to a game. Um took him to the actually it was the um the Stan Bowles benefit game, which is his first game. Um and he turned up and gone. Yeah, this is my team. Love it. Um, which 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 was great. And so last year we decided to get a season ticket, or the year before actually. And there was a couple of games where I thought we've got an empty car. I wonder if anybody wants to join us. Posted it on on Twitter. A couple of people joined us, and actually we had a laugh. We met some really great characters. We met some um, you know great conversation on the way there. Um, um, so this year I thought I'm, I'm in the market to buy a new car anyway. So I bought myself um, what I call the orange fun bus. Uh, similar colour to Dunstan's background, actually, but yeah, it's the orange fun bus. It's sort of a, 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 an eight-seater where the cars, in, where the seats in the back face each other. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I, 
I've always been a let's spread spread kindness. You know, one of my favorite films is Pay It Forward, and I just think it's about um, yeah. You know, I'm going anyway. I'm creating memories, and I'm meeting lots of people. So it's yeah, it's, it's a laugh. It's good fun. Orange fun bus. I haven't heard that since I left Belfast. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's oh Dunstan's. You know, it's. I've got to put at least one shite joke, joke in every podcast. No, I just think it's one amazing. Ball, I think one. Well, give us a chance, mate. When he started, Jesus. But it's amazing <laughs> because I, I see what you're doing, and you say making memories and stuff, and that that's brilliant. But I think it sums up the QPR fan mentality, doesn't it? It's kind of that we we look after ourselves, we look after each other, we look after, we make sure that no one gets left behind and stuff like that. And we always have a good crack when you, even when you meet a QPR fan in a supermarket, you you can stand there for twenty minutes and have the crack leg. Yeah, to totally. And and you know, I've I've met some people for the away games. I've met some people at the home games, obviously. And it's just it's it's great. It is you know like a second second family, if you like. But 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 you know what? Everything that's gone over the last two or three years, money's tough for people. And I'm going and mm. spending the money anyway. And what's been really good is that there's been two or three occasions where it's not people that were already going to the game that are just thinking, oh great, I'll jump in. In some cases, it's people people that weren't going to go to the game at all, um, and they've got really. Well, I can pay. I can pay for a ticket, but not quite the journey. So, so it you know. So then, hopefully, I'm getting more people to come to the games, right? And and uh, it's a shame it's only a, a, an eight seater. I wish I had an eighteen seater, um, and then I well, could. Do, yeah, Dunstan's maybe. a little bit upset because you didn't pick up the New York lot in um, the, the 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 football factory where they go and meet for football games. I hope you can live with yourself for that because he did respond. Yeah, to we were wait, Paul. We we were waiting on the corner for hours, and you know how cold <laughs> it gets in winter. Oh, uh, can I imagine you must be devilled. Yeah. What game was what, what game was it from? Was it Rotherham away? Was it Dunstan? Was it something like that? Was it somewhere nice? Uh do you know what? If it was Rotherham, there's no point because they play in New York as well. So uh, Very good. we were already there. Yeah, well, right, whatever. Right. <laughs> well, listen, I think you're a freaking legend for doing what you're doing. And it, it, to me, it just sums up QPR. That's why, like, I, you know what? I'll say this. You know, we all know what it's like. I, I, we get the press taken out of us all the time. And um, especially here in North London, it's all Barnet. And, well, not Barnet fans so much, but there's a few in Arsenal and Spurs. They just rip the piss out of you. But they never have what we have. I see them walking past each other. They'll be wearing shirts. They never say hello. If I see someone in a Rangers shirt, we speak. Well, like, and then out of ten times, they'll actually go to the game, so they'll know what they're talking about. Um, and I call it street therapy. Um, although a few weeks ago, there was, this, there was a fellow who was a Rangers fan. He was like, "I don't want to talk. I don't, I'm, I'm just too depressed. I just can't talk." And I was like, "No problem." And he, um, but I did wave at the old He was, he was talking the game, but yeah, that was that was grim, George. How did you feel after Saturday? Because um, I forget. I know you've seen Wembley and you've seen a few highlights, but the last few seasons have been. Yeah, they haven't been good for the, the our younger support. So, did you enjoy it su su uh, Saturday, not Sunday? Yeah, because well, good to get a win on Saturday, isn't it? Against Millwall, like I went to the game at the Den on Boxing Day, and let's just say disappointed can't justify it. Honestly, we it were shit. Yeah, literally, and you, you could say that about the first twenty minutes against Millwall, we were shit. Think about the amount of misplaced passes there were. It was um, it was completely worst game of Championship football I think I've ever seen, and then. It's weird, isn't it? Because against Watford, I think that we played really well. One of our better performances under Sifuentes. Yet we don't get a result. It's just, just championship football, isn't it? And then the goal, good to see Willock and Chair linking up. I know some people thought Willock was a bit 
lacklustre in the last half an hour. But I thought for 60 minutes, he seemed all right. He seemed like he had a bit of sharpness, had a bit of confidence, especially after that assist. And then during the second half, I thought, oh, go on, it's typical QPR, isn't it? It's going to be one all, 2-1 there, and we're going to let it slip. But no, it's good. It was, uh, it's all, I've said that as long as you get the shots, like, just get a shot off. Like, I'd rather that than just constantly drive, hit your man. That's what Chair does sometimes, keeps cutting it back. And by the time he has his shot, three defenders are in front of him. So it's good. And then Armstrong getting a goal in front of the loft was also crucial. So Saturday, very much a good day. And you said the last two, three years have been kind of horrible. Like I'm not going to come out and say I've been waiting all these years for some big achievement because I, I was quite young when we had Wembley. So, uh, yeah, I was quite lucky, I think. Just to make the other three of us feel old, how old were you the playoff final? Oh, six. Yeah, six, five or six, one of them two. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> the trouble is, you probably think to yourself, oh, it's always like this. You know, it's like this is marvelous. Like, like you know, when in the 80s, we had 82 and 86, and 86 didn't technically happen. And everyone's thinking, oh, well, you know, a couple of trips to Wembley is not so bad. Been all right, been in the second division, but this is this is glory days ahead. Yeah, 40 years later, I hit myself anyway. Dunstan, did you guys all um, get together in New York and watch it, or did you watch it in the company of yourself? No, we we actually had a <clears throat> we had a really good day actually because we had um quite like through COVID, um and just life people moving out the city, so we had um and one of our guys who does our designer he moved to Connecticut and earmarked this game as a chance to come down back to New York to watch it with us. And that then brought out a few oh, more. Nice. Um, so we actually, it was a bit of a reunion. It was a bit of a celebration. Weirdly, whenever we get a big turnout, we seem to do all right. Like we, um, last year, uh, Watford at home, we mm. gathered, uh, mobbed up and it was uh, a win then as well. So it was funny, like the as George was saying, like the first 15 minutes weren't really paying attention because it was so bad. And we were all like catching up with each other. Um, but then... Actually, yeah. we, you know, then we started playing better and it was, you know, it was, it was actually a, a really enjoyable performance. And I think, what, you know, one of the interesting things when we saw the lineup, we were like, that's our strongest team. That, yeah. I mean, you can't pick a better team than that. And it mm. shows. And I think what it showed was how threadbare we are. When you take one of Cook or Clark Salter out the, the back two, all of a sudden, you become a lot more vulnerable. If you take Paul or um, Cannon out of fullback, you become more vulnerable. Um, I will say this, though. M Marty Cifuentes might be the greatest manager like, of all time with um, his decision to drop Linden deeper. And I don't know who came up with this, but the nickname Joe Linden uh, for a centre-forward moving back into midfield is absolute genius. Um, but I thought Dykes dropping back deeper, he was more effective. He was able to get his head on the balls. And when he was flicking the ball on, guess what? When there's a player in advance of him, there's a chance to win that ball higher up the pitch rather than aimless flick-ons that go back to either their back four or go back to the goalkeeper. So I thought I thought Marty really did a good job of the formation. And I'm a, you know, I, I think the blueprint of how we're going to survive 
is potentially there and it is part of the blueprint is for God's sake, keep them fit, but also a little bit more steel in midfield. Like callback was phenomenal. If we can keep these guys fit, I think there's, you know, that team is a, is a definitely no worse than a mid table side, but it's like when they get injured, it becomes a relegation side. Unfortunately, we've, you know, we've given everyone else a head start. It, unless Birmingham, Stoke start having a bad run, Blackburn start having a bad run, it's it's three out of four. Um, and, w- and we've got to win our cup finals. And I hate to say win cup finals because we don't win in the cup, but we've got to win these big games in the mini league, which we never do. And it starts on Sunday with Huddersfield. Well, <laughs> on the fun bus, I just got this image of you, right? Someone's got off the road in this big... And Tango Man get no, that's one for the that's one for the nineties people. That's one for the no, no, there's no Tango Man. What did you? I mean, when you, t- you say you t- how old's your son? By the way, sorry, mate. Is he, he, he's now eleven. He's eleven. Yeah. So he, oh god, he's seen nothing, has he? Well, he he saw half half two half good seasons. So I think it was uh, Warburton's second half of one season and first half of the next season. Um, where they did really well, and and I think if you add those points together, we'd we'd win the league. Um, um, <laughs> and, and, and as he said, a cup win. Yes, uh, so Carabao oh. Cup. We went we went to Leighton Orient. We oh went, okay. When the Doma jumped up and celebrated. Um, oh well, man. The, the the run the run where we got uh, where we got knocked out by um, Sunderland. Um, where we, we oh, had that, that, that was a fraud, corruption, yeah, that, yeah that, exactly. Uh, that yeah. cup was stolen from our grasp, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was just stolen from us. So, yeah, so Saturday, so Saturday must have been decent for him because it's been, yeah, loved it. horrible, loved, isn't I, mean, it? I mean, he's 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 passionate. I mean, um, I'm, I'm really nervous, you know, we're one nil up and and he's like, we're gonna win, we're gonna win, we're gonna win. I'm like, oh my god, I've been a fan for a bit longer. Um, I'm not as com- comfortable and confident until the final whistle goes. Um, second one went in and he goes, yes, and that's it. He's going, he's going nuts again, but I'm still going, yeah, <laughs> let's just wait until that whistle goes. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I sort of agree with what everyone else is saying. I, th- I think with, with uh, Cook and Colback in the team, we're a, we're a different, we're a different side. Um, um, and, and Dykes, I, I'm a, I don't know if you ever saw on Twitter, but there was one game. Where, where, where did he miss that one on what, that one on one, and everyone gave him loads of grief? Stoke was that's it? every uh, game in Uge. Stoke that was it. Stoke. <laughs> it might have been. No, I think it was Stoke because we ended up winning four two, so everyone kind of forgot that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I put a tenner that day on him scoring a hat trick, and he scored two and missed that one on one, and that would have been worth twelve hundred quid. But but I think you're right. I love the position. That he's... You're not better then, Anich. Yeah, no, no. However, I love the position that he's 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 playing. He's playing in the last couple of games. I think um, if you look at the first goal that we scored, it was him that sort of little bit of skill in the in, in the middle, passed it out to Willock, come, come across. I, I, I think I, I don't want to see him go. I think there's a football. I think there's a footballer there, and if we can get the right position out of him, do I think he's an out and out goal goal scorer? I'm not. No, I don't think he is. The, the stats, the stats speak for themselves, really. don't they? Yeah, um, but but yeah, look, mm. you know, I think I think it's good, and then and then the atmosphere afterwards, and the you know, 
my son knows every word as an 11 year old to hi ho silver lining i don't know how he knows every word because i'm not sure how often he's say. Um, <laughs> but but what's but your he, so, what's your song called he's rishi rishi, oh, rishi. popular name popular name yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah not that rishi the other one yeah, yeah. you look at his <laughs> uh, you look at his bedroom wall and what he's got he's got we've got astroturf on the wall so it looks like no it. yeah and then and then he's hung up all the match worn shirts that he's been given so at the moment he's got four so he's he's chuffed a bit so it's great and got them all autographed as well yeah, George, no. you're going to have to up your game, son. Oh, my game. No, no, don't tell me to up my game. Then I've got it all around my room. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know what? If you're going to give me all that, I've got the QPR dogout seats from any time up to 2018 with a new badge. Yeah. Hang, right on a, hang on a wee second. Did you pitch and feed them or did you purchase them? My dad got them. So I don't know. How, I don't, I don't think you can put... Hmm? Nothing. Carry on. You stole them. And then he... I don't know, and I've got too many shirts. Uh, George is sick. We've been a competition here, but no, um, no, no, no. We're, we're, he's, 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 actually, we went. Uh, so, my, my son wants to tick all the nine. He wants to go to as many grounds as possible. Obviously, he's still oh young. He's only, so, but we go to random games as well. So he doesn't just tick off all the QPR games that he goes to. So we went to Arsenal Wolves, I think it was, and um, and he goes, "Do you think I'll get a shirt?" And I've gone, "No, sixty thousand <laughs> bloody people here, not a chance." End of the game, you got a shirt. Cedric Suarez gave me a shirt. And you go, No. What else you like? I can't wait for him to turn 18. I'm taking him to casino. <laughs> yeah. Imagine all these. I mean, this is terrible. You could go onto the Arsenal TV and you could say, Yeah, yeah, my son who's a QPR fan's got their shirt up yours. They're pretty, yeah. oh, they'd, they'd, they'd be raging. But do you know what I thought was interesting about Saturday? And I, I, you know, I, we looked the line. The back was so much better, mm. so much more confident, so much more ability to deal with everything that came at them, which admittedly wasn't a lot to be fair. Millwall were poor, but there's no other way you could say it. But you still have to win them. And I was kind of sitting there when we went one up, and I was like, this is good. When Sinclair scored the second one, I thought, we're probably going to win this now. But I was so pleased for him because he gets a lot of grief. And I think we all agreed, we've said the pod long enough that he should have been on loan. For the whole last season, he should have been given a proper chance, a proper bedding, a proper time to settle in. There's a player in Tinkler. There is a player there all day long. And and I agree with you in Dex. He's not a natural goal scorer, but Willock had his better game. And we're always on his case, and rightly so, because he's too talented to not be as effective as he, he should be. And he and he isn't. And it really upsets me to see it because he's a great player. And, and there's nothing like, because our ground is so small, when you see someone on the top of the game, and that touchline and the way they move the ball, you, it just—it's a beautiful thing to watch. And I just—I feel for him. And I just think maybe you know we could, maybe he would be better still. A daft thing is, I think he'd be maybe better sitting down with the manager and just saying, like, "Listen, I, he could probably get the move that he wants if he signs for another year." Or do you guys think I'm being really stupid? Because I think with Sofentes, he could actually bring out a better player. So I'll still stop with you, and we'll work it around. Or do you think he's gone? No, I, I actually, I, I think the, the master stroke with uh, Marty, by dropping Dykes back, it basically gives Sinclair the chance to get, if, if, if his body can take it, 90 minutes of playing up top. So not being pulled out wide, not coming off the bench. It's like he is literally, if he plays that formation, Sinclair is our number one striker. Now, one of the things about Sinclair is the more he plays 
as a kid, the more he'll learn and uh, he'll learn positioning. And I, what I thought was really encouraging with that second goal was that his position was great. He wasn't offside. His awareness to follow up and put the ball in before the defender got there. And in fact, he ran past a couple of players to get there. That was really encouraging for me. And I think with Sinclair, and I know we talked about this all season and last season, and his goals could be what keep us keep us up. Now, he is clearly a confidence player. And I think it will be interesting to see. Likewise with Lyndon, to be fair, he's the same. But I'm intrigued to know if if, if Sinclair can keep can get a run on, if he can get another goal like on Sunday. Is that going to feed the confidence? Is that going to feed his, you know, desire? And and if it does, is that going to make him stay? And I think that you know the the lap Sinclair is is this this half of the season for me is really important for not just us but for his own development because a, a good second half with us will either see him leave for a decent fee or it will be I feel at home here. I need I need at least another season under my belt. Give, give me that contract, I'll sign it, and we see where we go. I I I thought you know Sinclair last couple of games has been it's been really encouraging, really encouraging. Uh, Dunstan, the question was about Willock. That mm. was probably me. Well, so Willock to the point about Willock. No, he's not going to stay. And I think <laughs> the the one thing about Willock is, I I think because we know what he can do. That's why a half-decent game, everyone's like, well, we know he can do better. And I mm. think his attitude I think his attitude on the pitch, like his body language has been pretty negative. You know, obviously, you know, he got the assist and, and he, he had a, a decent game by anyone's standards. But by his standards, we're still not seeing the Willock we know is there. And for me, I think that... Um, I think he just needs he he needs to to move for his own career's sake. I don't think no, he's necessarily happy okay. there. Um, but 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 also, you know, why would we want to sign a player who is one game on, three games off? We've had enough of that with Dizelle. You know, like if you know if we could guarantee Willock was back to our Willock, then yeah, sign him up. But I I don't know. For me, it just doesn't seem like I, I think that ship so. You know, you've made that into a really much better question than I asked, actually, because it, as I can put it to George now, is like, with Sinclair, we should should we be putting all our energy to keep the Sinclair and as well it just basically left the building? Thank you, Dunson. That was a very much better way of putting it. Oh, sorry. Just, uh, so I think that... Uh, Don't you start be funny, son. <laughs> so Willock is, uh, is a hard one. I think he is gone. I do think he is gone. I think his performances have been improved, like improved, obviously since under Ainsworth. But two things really. One, I remember seeing him at Ipswich because he was right in front of me. Actually, he he almost gets to like just before the edge of the box and then stops. And like I know I've come on the podcast before and said that he should, he's not the sort of player to put in massive tackles or anything. But like no. at least try at least try and put in like a like a block or something. He just stands there on the edge of the box. And the second thing is, I'm still not sure how I feel about him being wide on the pitch. That's, that's my thing. I think he'd be much more effective in the middle. But I agree. I think Willock's ship has sailed and I think he'll go in the summer. But with Armstrong, it's definitely been much of an improvement. Like you haven't, we haven't seen a player so strong and quick for 
ages i'd say maybe ever at qpr i have i can't remember someone as quick as him and like it's good to have dykes in there it's utilizing his strengths because dykes has never been a goal scorer that's what that's what my worry was coming into the season because you had armstrong who never scores or never did score because he's unproven he's 20 years old and you have dykes who's never been a top goal scorer have you so i don't know armstrong He's, he's definitely looked better when he's running at the defender. If he's got his back to the defender, I don't think he's a good hold-up player. So having Dykes there, I think, is crucial. And it's just you... I just wanted to touch on the bat line real quick. I think it is unbelievable how much of an influence Steve Cook and Clark Salter make to that team. Like, I've seen mm -hmm. people... like. People saying Steve Cook will keep us up this year. bit too far. But I do think that him and Clark Salter at the back is one of the best defensive duos in the league because Clark Salter, Bill has been wrong about many things, but I do think he is right about one thing. When fully fit and consistent, he is one of the best left-footed centre-backs in the division. And Cook, we just look so much more calm when he's in the team. Like, I think about it. Jimmy Dunner, I know he's a lovely guy and he's uh, brilliant in a free at the back. He's great at clearing balls away and everything, but he just looks so panicky on the ball when it gets played out. And that's what you saw at Millwall Way this year. You were Kakai and Dunn on the right, and it seems like they just didn't trust that side, which is understandable. Bear in mind, Dunn's never been a ball-playing centre-back. So you could think about it and say, why have we got rid, rid of Rob Dickey at the start of the season, someone who's used to playing ball-playing, and then kept Dunn, who's not fitting Marty's style. But I don't know. That's all would have could... Oh, that. Uh, but... I don't know. I just think Cook and Clark Salter make so so much of an influence on this team. And I think if you can keep them fully fit, it is, is crucial to our survival this year. The, the Paul, trouble is... Paul, that, I, sorry. Do, do you remember oh. Ryan, when Ryan Nelson had that spell with us? The, the older, really experienced... Yes, yes. I'm yes, getting really yeah. strong Ryan Nelson vibes off Steve Cook. Um. Anu, did you see the fact that he um, had a little conversation with the Millwall fans when we scored? I like that. Uh, <laughs> I think he was he was said, "How's your new year going?" Now I'm going to ask you the same question, by the way, Anu. What do you think with the Sinclair and Willock scenario? Well, I, I I was barking for the first half for the first half of the season to say let's let's have Sinclair out wide. Let's have him as one of the. Uh, mm -hmm. Because uh, he'll he'll beat his man, hopefully get get the ball across, and then somebody else can tap it in. But we've got nobody that can tap it in. I suppose is the is the issue. I think what what he's done over the last two or three games. Totally agree with you about the the Watford game, George. Earlier, I I, I thought we were I I, I, I can't believe we come come away with that. You know, if they did a highlights reel and minus the goals and asked everybody to guess the score, you would never have guessed it as as. To two one to two one to Watford, um, um, and even Bournemouth first half, right? Well, well, you know, tune it tune it up in a cup, and I'm thinking, here we go, here we go. Um, so, so I like where they've got him. Um, I think he's a confidence player. Um, let's 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 keep going and let's see see what he does. Willock, I've got two answers. I've got my my heart answer and my head answer. So, my my my, my head answer is that I think the financial state that we're in at the moment means that our players are, 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 are good enough to attract interest, but not good enough to attract a, a fee. So therefore, mm. it also encourages them to say, if I want a pay rise, all I've got to do is not sign a contract, run it down, 
because no one's going to buy me, but someone will sign me and give me more money than we've got QPR. Is, 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 and, and I think I think we're in that sort of state where we're not going to be able to pay them more money, et cetera, et cetera. So as a result of that, I think if he wants more money, he'll go, right? I, 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 and and I'm, I hate saying this. I'm not too disappointed if he does, actually, because I think we can, no. you know, you've got Smith. Actually, the game on the game on the Millwall game, Smith was supposed to start. Willock wasn't starting that game. So in, if you look at the lineup, Smith was starting and then he obviously got an injury in, in the in the warm-up and Willock, Willock then started. So... But the the heart side of me, so for, for a living, what I do for a job is I look after employee experience. That's what I'm. That's what I'm about is how to how to make where I work a, an even greater place to work. And at work, I talk I talk about if I improve that, then our attrition rate is going to be great, and people will stay. People will stay longer because they're enjoying their work, they're enjoying their job. And and that's why the the heart side of me, and it is heart rather than head, says, well, if Marty can get that out of Willock and if Willock starts enjoying himself and he starts feeling loved and he starts feeling actually I'm a I'm an asset here rather than just a number um will he be an asset somewhere else will he be loved if he if he plays if you know if, if him and Marty have got similar visions where he go, oh, that's the route that I like to play you know then maybe he'll stay you know or does he go somewhere mm. else does he go somewhere else where he's got to start again um, he's, he's not exactly pulling up trees at the moment. He's, he's doing he's doing all right when he comes on every now and again, but he's not pulling up trees. So who's gonna who's gonna buy him, pay more money, and put him straight away in the starting eleven? I, I I don't know who's gonna do that. So if he wants to play football, is he more likely to get a game straight away, staying at QPR, and therefore hopefully he might stay? But I'm sort of torn. I'm I'm pleased if he stays, and I'm not gutted if he goes. Um, if he can stay, keep us up this year and then go, then you know, pat him on the back and he can have a lift in the orange fun bus to um, whichever ground he wants to go to. <laughs> I can just imagine the players getting out of the orange fun bus. It would be right. hilarious. But the sad thing is, if we'd have been having this conversation two years ago, you'd think we were mad. Yeah, so you'd be you'd be actually saying, "There's no way he's onto bigger and better things. We'll get six, seven million for him. He'll get the big move that he wants." And it's just sad. I, I hate it when it. It, it's like a bad relationship, isn't it? When it ends badly, you kind of they leave, and it's kind of like everyone's looking at their feet. Oh, it wasn't you, it was me, or maybe it was me and it wasn't you, or this, that, and the other. And I think that's what's going to be. It's it's going to be full of maybe's with him, and I think that's a sad way to end your career in a club. Whereas with Sinclair, what do you think? But is he going to be that centre forward we need? I think I think with development, yeah, yes. I mean, we've got to remember his his age, and I know different people develop yeah. different. You know, you could say Bellingham's done all sorts at that sort of age, but you know, different people, different different development programs. I th I think a uh, little bit of confidence, bring it, bring in somebody alongside. You look at what um, what Dyke started doing when Austin came along, and Austin was yeah. sort of almost mentoring That's him. True. To, to to do something, you know, if if we had somebody else that could come in and a mentor mentor him, you know, I know we haven't got the money for a, a signing, but if you get somebody else that could that could help him and then great, but hopefully he'll, he'll get that from the coaching squad. You know, you look at um, let's look at marginal gains. One of the things that used to frustrate the hell out of me about Sinclair was the number of times he was offside. Yeah. You, now you can't say that in the last two or three games, so you can already see a little bit of development just based on that one impact 
Now, what, what could happen if he's with the same coaching crew for a period of two, three years? All of a sudden, he's he's, he's developing into a much better player. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd go all out. I'd keep him. Yeah. I think we got. He's, he's, I'm right in thinking, George. We trigger a year in his contract, aren't we? And he's, he's yeah. With us. Yeah, we got an extension. Um, I'd rather give him a new contract. Personally, I think it's much better than just kind of releasing the clause and doing that. George, now we've talked about Millwall. Is it? Did anyone recognise the little fellow in the middle who didn't get booked and how much better he was playing without getting the flipping early booking? You took my idea. Oh my life. This... Oh, what? I can't help it. I know. I know. What I, I know. Well, Go I, was, I was just going to say how much, well, you've kind of said it, how much of a difference it makes when Colback and Field don't get booked within the first 10 minutes. It's It's just. Just crazy because if you if you think about it, it, it takes off so much pressure off your back because Fields one booking away from being a two game suspension, so he's mm-hmm. got to wait until he's got to wait until March until that. We all know that's not going to happen, so it's kind of inevitable. No. But Colbert, I think against Watford, I don't think he did that great against Watford. Person, he looked like he was unfit and he looked like he hadn't properly played football in ages, which is understandable. He hasn't, but then again, I'm pretty sure that he got booked pretty early on early on so it's just like mm. if you think about it if you're an opponent's manager and you see that both them defensive midfielders are booked you're just going to flood the midfield tell them to get run through because you can't put in them tackles to bring them down you can't take them risks especially with EFL referees who don't get me started on Jesus Christ uh, but yeah I don't know it just makes so much of a difference when uh, them two don't get booked early and I think with Armstrong you have to get him on a new contract don't you because if you think yeah. about it, he's a, I'd probably say for the future, he's our most valuable asset at the moment. 20 years old, you're a Premier League club looking at him. You, you'd see pace, raw, like raw talent. And all he needs to get is finishing. And like, I know he scored against Mill, but if you think about it, he missed one, two, maybe even three chances he should have put away. Let's be honest. He, he did all the work, but he just doesn't know how to put the ball in the net necessarily all the time. So, I weren't there for Bournemouth, but it was always it was good to see him score then as well. So I think you've got to keep Let me on. tell you a story, George. Let me tell you a story, George. He reminds me of a very young Les Ferdinand. And I don't I mean that. But funny you say thing, funny you say that. That is exactly oh, for the love of God. Dad, I feel that like is exact, Meg. That, that is exactly what my dad said to me in the stands at Millwall. He said he's a bit like Les Ferdinand, so if he can score, if he can learn how to score, then wow, what a player we have. Sent he was exactly like um he was like Les Ferdinand pre-loan. I'm, I remember when he first yes, started. I was, I was at the game where he was. I think it was a League Cup against Peterborough, and he looked so out of his depth. But he, you saw that there was a, he was an athlete. There was physicality to his game. You knew there was something that was there. Um, he then go, you know, when he came back from Besiktas, was a completely different player which I think a, a, a lot of the fans that are our age, Paul, um, we remember that and we remember what the effect was when Ferdinand came back from loan. And I think oh, God, that's yeah. why, you know, that's why, you know, we all favour Sinclair going out on loan. Unfortunately, that's not happened. He's got to learn on the job and he's got to learn quickly. So maybe this second half of the year, is going. You, you're going to see the making of Sinclair. Um, but my God, it... The although that said, the header against Millwall that wasn't very less Ferdinand. No, 
No, that wasn't great. No, George, we were linked to a striker on Twitter. Have you seen this today? Yeah. Oh, what's his name? What What, what do we know about this guy? He looks right. across from Jan Stam. Right. Yeah, um, that's Leicester. it. Yeah, he's a he's a stri- Swiss striker. Uh, he he went on loan to uh, Schalke last season for the 2022-23 season, and uh, he didn't do too well. He got he didn't get any goals there. But, but then again, you look at his season 21-22, he got 22 goals in 33 games in the Belgium League. Not bad. No, that's not bad at all. So uh, one thing that I want to pick up on this, we brought in this uh, new CEO. He's, he's something to do with some data company. Ritetsco, is it? I think it is. Yeah. And uh, could it be that? Could it be that starting to implement? And I think him coming in, even though he's young, he's only like, what, 10 years older than me. Uh, he's uh, maybe the data starting to implement already. And you look at the likes of Brighton and Brentford, they pull these players from out of nowhere. These strikers who can somehow score the goals after goals. So I don't know. It's the, it's the sort of signing that we wouldn't usually do, would we? If you think about it, in our previous no. thing, you wouldn't sign a unknown, never heard of him striker from Belgium before, would you? So I think... Well, going I, think back it, to... I don't know, sorry, Sebastian George. Polter? Yeah, yeah, like an unknown striker who was playing in Belgium or or Holland, I think he was at the time. But, but the I, thing, I, like, device back, is the sorry. same. The go, device, going back, you know. But the device was over here, wasn't it? When we got him, yeah, it was at Hull. Good point. Yeah, good point. But yeah. The only one I could think about who's still Holland. The only the only one I could think of who uh, was similar to him was Adrissa Silla. He was he was playing striker in Belgium, weren't he, before he came to us? Yeah, but yeah, but let's go back to CEO George. Just to sort of, you're right, but someone and I forget who said it. It might have been Steve or now the last couple of weeks. Because of the way Brighton and and Brentford are run basically by these mad gamblers who have stats and statistics about things and they know what to do things and how they're going to do things and everything else. We're way ahead of us. But I'm not so against his age because I, I think we've already seen with the Rotherham match, kids for a quid, things that we've been saying to do for absolute ages in bringing in more fans, filling the stadium for these important games. Mm. I think we needed fresh ideas. We needed someone to come in and say, Look, guys, this, this ship's leaking serious water here, not just in the pitch, but the fans are... A turn up the numbers and they're trying their best. We need to get some motivation going here. And I think that's what he's done. I think there's been a few kicks up the arses. Some people have left, rightly or wrongly. That's football. I mean, you know, Ramsey was there for a long time. In football terms, he was there. He didn't get a testimonial, which is unheard of for a coach. Um, and, you know, we just got to, we had to do something, or I think we were still in League One in the face. As we're still in trouble. But you know what? At least we've got a chance. Maybe it's just. But he came in. I am right, doesn't he? Came in to sort of do the admin side of it and look what was going on and order. And then they decided, oh, we'll keep money. He's quite good. I, so, I believe so. Yeah, I, I think with Texo, uh, in fact, they they were responsible for suggesting Marty Sapuentes, um that before Beal. So they, they they have been around for a while, and and it feels like. You know, the decision makers have, have looked at the work they've done and been impressed with this guy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like, you know, end of the day, age is no barrier. If he, you know, if he's good enough, he's old enough. And I, I also think what, what I think is going to be interesting in the next few years is 
his age might actually be a strength when it comes to knowing how to market football to the younger generation in our area. So whereas interesting previously, you know, and I, I personally I think Lee Hoos has done a cracking job. His number one priority was to make sure that we didn't default against FFP and he's done exactly that. But I think a lot of people have, have looked at him and thought, you know what? You know, when it came to the marketing, that was like a secondary tertiary uh priority for him and didn't do anything really to engage with so... the locality. I, I, and, and I think potentially with like social media, those channels, like, you know, our social media team's great, but in terms of marketing to the younger, to, to Gen Z and below, like, you know, did, did this guy might have ideas that, you know, we've never even thought of. So I think the next few years is going to be an interesting one to see how he positions the club when you've got the likes of Fulham, Brentford and that other club. Um, who are in the Premier League and we're, we're in the Championship, possibly League One next year. How, how is he going to create engagement? How is he going to create interest in, in the club? Which, you know, if he does it right, it's going to bring new sponsors in. It's going to bring more money in, you know. It's going to increase merchandising sales. So it's a lot of the off-the-pitch stuff as well that really interests me around um, young Mr Nuri. What do you think, Anu? It, it, interesting. They've just done this um, kids for a quid, haven't they? The Robert, mm-hmm. Robert thing, um, which sort of plays plays to your, um, your your argument, Dunstan. I've got no idea if it was his um, his idea, but but you know that's a that's a start. You know, I, I you know my, my kid's eleven. He always wants to bring some friends to the game. They're all Liverpool, Man United, um, Man City fans. Don't couldn't even tell you where Manchester was probably, but that's who they support. Um, mm. I, I, you know, I, I I bring them to the games, and all of a sudden, two weeks later, they're in QPR shirt. So that's that's the way forward. Yeah. Right? What's what's our future going to look? I mean, I don't mean through me. I mean through, but but exactly what you've just said. You uh, might be the future. Yeah, maybe my son. <laughs> me. I don't know about that. I don't know about what, that. But you nodded your head though, and you about the new CEO. What do you think? I mean, do you yeah, think I'm it's not... the... I'm, listen, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about his age. I, I, I you know, if we, if he didn't do a video and did a uh, did a radio uh, interview and listened to what he said, uh, pe- people, I thought it was a really good interview where he's come on. He was Fair really point. honest. You know, um, it's easy to look at a, a picture and go, oh, therefore I'm not listening to what he's got to say. But if you listen to the detail of what he said, it's good. He he was honest. You know, when he got asked the question about. Transfers. He was honest. He said, based on the way the club's been run, I don't think we can do any activity in January. You know, since since then, there's been a bit of work that's been done, and I'm hoping something creative can be happened with Dazelle going and now um, Duke McKenna's, you know, gone gone on loan as well. Um, hopefully, that's freed up a bit of cash. Um, lo- 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 loving the marketing marketing deals that are going on. Um, you know, has he been part of that decision? Because he's been in and about the club. Whether he's been announced you know yesterday or 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 two years ago he's been there or thereabouts and i'm wondering you know are they part of the decision making when it comes to renaming the stadium when it comes to you know almost everything is now being sold which is which is great because it's more 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 income you know ultimately i I like the cut of his jib i loved how he talked he sounded passionate i love the fact that he's um he was almost like the undercover boss wasn't he He, i think he said yeah he sort of sat in two or three different areas because listen 
get get the people bit right, everything else will work itself out. If you can fix the people bit, that that's right. You know, and he even talked about, you know, everybody's job is to help Marty get three points. And it reminds me of the old JF uh, JFK story when he went to um, when he went to NASA. And um, and spoke to a janitor, and he said, to, "I'm going completely off." Uh, what? But he spoke. That's no, fine. I love this. He, he spoke to a janitor and said, "What's your role here?" And the janitor said, "My role, Mr. President, is to help put a man on the moon." So because ah. because the vision is the vision. It doesn't matter what role it is, right? And that's when 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 the uh, Christian when he said when he said what he said about look, it's all of our roles to help Marty get that. I thought. We've got our we've got our org structure right if we're doing it that way around. It's all about what happens on the pitch. Everything else is almost like white noise. We need to fix that in order to help 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 that. And I thought that was spot on. So yeah, um, decent for me. Liked it. Yeah. You know what? Anuj, you, you, you said. Sorry, 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 Paul. Paul, sorry. Can I just make one point about what Anuj said then, which really resonated with me at the at the time that he said it. I think part of the problem that we've had is too many egos have got in the way of progress. Uh, and I think that right now, um, you know, and again, it's not trying to knock any one person, you know, but I think what we now have is the, the board has been swept pretty clean of egos and it feels like there is now an opportunity to build that culture uh, where ego is, is, less important than the overall goal and i'll leave it there no you're right doesn't it? i mean i know you said it better than i would but you're right I, I never thought about that if it was a radio not tv that's a great way of actually breaking it down because a lot of what he said was actually true and people don't want to hear it but then you know sometimes i think mr paulian said um you know don't give me generals that agree with me give me generals that disagree with me and tell me why well, I'll watch the new Napoleon film. Still not convinced. Never mind. I'll have to watch it again. Wasn't sure if it was rubbish or not. I'll have to try again. Seen any more about Josephine than, than Waterloo. Bit weird. Anyways, and as for the man in the moon, I would have loved to send the single to the moon. That would have been a great. That would have been a great service for QPR. <laughs> yes. Imagine that. That would have saved a lot of hassle. But like, there's no doubt in my mind that there was nothing wrong at the club. The players looked at deflated little bit depressed. Ainsworth couldn't get anything out of them, whether it was because they weren't listening to him or they weren't having him or it just wasn't working. The same with um Critchley. So and I think with Marty, and I think I like the fact that even when we're struggling, everyone said the same thing. We have to back the manager. We have to give this man a chance. He's come in, but many wouldn't have touched with a barge pool. And it's even the little things you say with Sinclair where I'm staying outside. And listen we're gonna we're gonna talk about this now. My next question is a very difficult one, and because we're in, we're enthusiastic, you know, we've. I mean, I felt about seven foot tall. I remember we showed Irish Boltman um, after Saturday's win, but then it's it's like a bit of mindset to me. It's like you know they resigned themselves to going down, and they thought, you know what, that's fine. It's we'll sort ourselves out. And we'll get back, and now it's like you've given me hope. You've given me, you've given me hope again. Why? So, George, is the hope there for a reason? Can we do this? Of course, you can, can't we? Yeah, of course we can. I've I've always said ever since if Wentz has come in, I think that will be fine. I think if you look at you look at the stats in the last fourteen championship games where he's been here, I think it's around that we've been fourteenth in the table, six seven points off the playoffs. 
Like, I know that doesn't mean anything this season now. It's all about survival. But if you're looking on stats alone performances, I think it's been so much of an improvement. And before I go back to this point, I just want to say about the uh, new CEO, I never said there was anything wrong with his age. If, if anything, I think... No, it's no, it's good. fine. No, I yeah. think it's he good to... It's fine. Yeah, I know. I think it's good to have some fresh ideas. And I think that the fact that Ramsey's gone, it obviously been a fantastic coach, fantastic servant of the club. But I picked up on something that that new guy said in the interview, and he said that we're now going down a unique QPR model. Do you believe, I believe that give it a couple of months, year or, or something like that, we won't have an academy. And this will be, this will, this is what I believe. This is what I've said on podcasts before. I think that, the failed academy because we can say it wasn't it hasn't failed it has failed in the last few years because you can't name anyone who's come through you look at like Eze it was brought in by from what Millwall like that's mm. just the main example people use looking out oh yeah Eze's come through your system he hasn't and that's the same with Armstrong we brought in him from Ireland he's not a youth he's not one of our youth players we brought him in via the B team way but that but that was Fully. my one Pardon? was youth Fully's youth no, Kakai's youth. Yeah, Kakai's youth. But if he's your best example of our youth system, then well, that's just... Look, I, I, you know, my job is to play devil's advocate here. Don't make it hard for me, George. Um, uh, I, I, you know. No, I think I, you're I, right. I, I think what they'll do with the youth team, George, I'll be honest with you, I think they'll put it on hold. I think for a club like QPR, it's just stacked against us. Even with a bright, shiny, new, beautiful training ground that we've got... Um, we can just get our players poached. We're spending millions on developing yeah. players that people could take for fifty grand. It's it's a system that will is not allowed to work by the Premier League and we have to rethink it. So I think you've hit a really good point there, actually. Now, until we get to a category one academy, it's completely pointless. But I've said this so many times. But in terms of hope, I think that based on the stats and performances, and with our with our starting 11, 12, 13 players, I think we'll be com- we'd be completely fine. But it goes back to that point that I've said so many times: the squad depth. It takes two injuries of Chair and Armstrong, and then you're completely creative. Like you got no creativity because if you think you then have to stick Dykes up front on his own because until we get a striker in, he is our only option. And uh, you'll have Willock, who will be our main. Creativity, like main source of creativity, and I know we've uh, said this performance of performances have been improving. You don't really want him as your main thing to keep us up. So I think as long as we stay away from an injury crisis, which we've already had this season, uh, we should be fine. And I think the football we're playing is so much better. Like I love, I love watching this style of football. Like it's so much more attacking. Like. People say possession possession isn't everything, and it isn't with this style of football. There's been many a game where we have we've had less possession than the opposition, but look like the better side. So I think, in terms of hope, I do think we'll stay up, and it's very much it's going to be a fight. I'm not saying that it's, we're going to cruise out of it, but I think it, at the end of the day, our football will come through, and we'll stay up. No, I like that, George Dunstan. We're going to work it round. So. Uh, I, I think there's two variables to this, one of which is, um, as George has said, like injuries. That first 11 on Saturday was the 11 that needs to start every game. And we know that Marty is, well, there's two things. One, they need to be fit. The other one, Marty does like to rotate. And, and I'm not sure whether uh, 
Marty hasn't dug his own grave at some times with the constant rotation, especially around the back, um, the back five. Um, and I think the other thing is going to be his substitutions. Um, of late, they've been better, but I haven't been convinced with some of the substitutions late in games. He's either not made, he's either sort of not made the right decisions at the right times. Um, so we've lost momentum uh, in the second half of, of, of certain games. Um, I love him, but I do think he's not infallible. Um, and I think he's still finding his feet in this division. Um, so I think if we're going to stay up, a lot's got to go our way. Fair enough. Andrew, you're next. I, I'm so the wrong person to ask this question, only because when Marty oh. first joined, when Marty first joined, because I've got rose-tinted glasses, right? I, I, <laughs> when Marty first joined, I put £10 on QPR, finishing top six, and I've still not cashed out. Come on, it's on. I've just checked, actually. It's 53p now, um, so I'm definitely not cashing out. <laughs> and Uchi, you are the man that also bet on Lyndon Dykes to score a hat-trick by your own admission. So I, I did, I did. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to bet. What I, should, what I should do, I've just worked it out, actually, is I should put 50 quid on us going down. Then we'll definitely stay up. Jesus. Do you know, you remind me of a story, though. You remind me of a story, though, once we... we, we... When we went down once, we were all depressed. This fella came in and he looked at me and he goes, well, it's not so bad. I put 20 quid on us to get relegated. I've never seen someone get chased out of a pub so fast in my yeah. fucking life. And I was literally, I was after the Huddersfield game. Yeah, anyway, so I just put that memory back. Carry on, sorry. So, so again, rose-tinted glasses, and I recognise it's rose-tinted. I I like the look. Let's let's forget the starting. starting. Let's let's say last uh, game against Millwall was our starting 11. I, I, I think we've got a little tiny bit of depth in I like Smith. Um mm -hmm. I, I like I like how Dixon Bonner's developing. Um I I, I I I like the look of Collie. I know he's young, but I like the look of Collie. Um are they gonna help keep us up? Maybe. Uh maybe but I, I there are three players in particular that I like I like the the the, the look of. Um do I think we're going to start? Oh, I hate predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've got Huddersfield next. Then we've got Blackburn, two teams that are there or thereabouts. That makes those really, really, really important games. Um, come back in a couple of weeks if we've won those two. Brilliant. Not only are we overtaking Huddersfield, but also dragging Blackburn in in in, in the grief, who who may have Jimmy Dunn, I'm hearing, <laughs> is on. Really? Yeah, I'm sure you haven't yeah, seen I'm that sure yet, that. Paul. I didn't, I didn't want to break the news to you, Paul. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're saying that he's off to Blackburn. Oh, he'll go down there as a next Wales next Burnley player, won't he? It's left a deck. Oh, well, yeah. is this? Is it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Was that this? So when's this happening then? Or no, I don't, I don't know if it is like... happening. I've just I've just read it on on, on Twitter, so yeah, it might from... might not be. It, it, yeah, it might was be. it on yeah, Twitter? Twitter speculation, but it but it said before the end of the window. So. They, they would, that would obviously mean money is coming in. And I think what, what, what it looks like is happening with the board is that they're now, I think they've learned their lessons in terms of we're going for it, we're going to hang on to our players. I think what they're, what they're now looking at doing and they're realising is that if we want to bolster in certain areas, we've got to sell first. And it doesn't matter whether right. we like the guy. It doesn't matter whether um, he's good around the dressing room. We've got to make ruthless decisions. And if you want to bring in another striker, we've already got rid of Dazelle. 
Uh, we've shipped our SDM on on loan. It looks like you know Dun Dunmite he sacrificed for, for for this striker, and if that striker scores the goals, it keeps us up. It's a good decision. And you can only you can have, and you can only sell players that you get offers for, right? You can't you can't right, pick exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's the weird thing. I don't, I don't know what that would do for the back line, though, unless they um, unless they're thinking field could be a backup. I don't know. Um, it would leave us short for sure, but maybe they've got a plan to bring someone else. I don't know. It's a it's an interesting one because you'd, you'd not... rather you'd rather be have three or four defending options than potentially with injuries one attacking option. If you think about it, and I and I think that mm. as I said, I said I said about Dunn earlier. I don't I don't know. I think Dunn's been. Under Sifuentes, it looks like it's not his sort of style. And like that just happens sometimes. He's not a ball-playing defender. Maybe going to the likes of Blackburn or that sort of team will benefit his career. And realistically, if it means wages for a signing or a loan signing, you, you would take it, wouldn't you? And that's, and that's what I think our board has been getting wrong for the last few years. Being like... A, being on a football board is like being an antique dealer, all right? We haven't sold our players at the right times. We could have easily sold Chair. Willock at one point was seven or eight million. Chair was around that. Dickey at one point was around that. So I, be, I believe that we need to learn from their mistakes. And if an offer comes in for one of these players and it's reasonable, you have to take it because you've seen with mm -hmm. the lots of you've seen with the lots of Willock. He seems like he's going to go on free at the end of the season. You could say that's seven, eight million pounds lost because we didn't sign him at a point of interest. So well, Jimmy Dunn's contracts up as well, isn't it? So he might be no, exactly. And, and once again, so many people are out of contract. So you're going to say if you're not going to stay in at the end of the season, then you might as well try to get a little bit of money for it now. So well, also yeah. George, I think the, the the other point of that mate is if Lyndon Dykes is being now played in midfield. And it's working. That means you've now got three strikers available, one of whom is Sinclair Armstrong. The other one is Charlie Kelman, and we don't know what, what's happening with him. And then you've got Ryan Colley. So it makes the, the you know, if, if this uh, this Michy Frey uh, Swiss guy, if, if this striker is, is, a, is a legit thing, it shows that there is um, some sort of logic going on in the club, which is, we can like if Dykes goes down or Armstrong goes down, we are in big, big trouble. Who is going to score those goals? So mm -hmm. having a, a body up top, an experienced striker that knows what they're doing, is is crucial. And if it means we're one light at the back, as somebody said, Field can drop in. It, it, this is about you know we we are literally playing with no money, and we we're, we're having to be clever about the the, the makeup of the squad. So, you know, all power to them mm. for, for, for doing this. Can I just say one thing, though? Uh, don't take this the wrong way. If Kelman scores a goal that keeps us up, and I mean this, I am taking a wee trip down towards Heathrow and I'm painting my van orange to go with the orange fun bus. We could have the orange funky floor <laughs> van but, uh, to go with it as well because um, Kelman, nah. Kelman, for me, I I don't even think he's an option. I hope he proves you wrong and he comes off the bench. But he's, yeah, I think. But oh, apparently in training, that, that's the point, says, mate. That, that is the point. That, that, that's the point. You cannot, you cannot have Charlie Kelman 
as your second choice striker. No. He, he is clearly not up to standard for the championship. You know, he in fact even at Orient, he wasn't prolific. He wasn't prolific, right? And and he's you know, he you know, good luck to him. I, I you know, I, I hope he has a, a great career and it's a shame that it wouldn't have worked out here. But if he does score the if he does play and score the goals, then great. But we know he's gonna play and not score the goals. It's you know you need you need to have reinforcements up top. You just have. To. Is it? But you could say it's then criminal to go into a season with him as your at the start for choice striker. And I think I've said Correct. I've said that so many times. Like it's completely unbelievable. Even at Leighton Orient, he went for a ten game spell where he scored seven goals and he didn't score the rest of the season. So it's like mm. and and you see him come on the pitch and does he give you anything like? Honestly, and even if you say that he scored goals at Leighton Orient, that was League Two. We're relying on our third choice striker behind someone who's unproven and behind someone who's never been a goal scorer to be Charlie Cap. I just think it's utterly ridiculous. And then Ryan Colley, yeah, he looks like a great talent, looks like someone brilliant for the future. But let's not do what we did with Armstrong. He's 18 years old. Send him out on loan somewhere. Don't put all the pressure on the young lad when... He's never played consistent championship football. Listen, no, I could not have said that better myself. No, you know the way you said you hear the predictions. <laughs> you never guess what's next in the podcast. We kind of do this thing. You see, it's mad. Um, so we'll work around starting with George, and I suppose we'll keep it set. Huddersfield obviously haven't been having the best of times, but their stats against us, which I said the other day, are frighteningly in their favour. Yeah, shocking stats against them. It's not, one, it's not one great. in 12, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, it's depressing, that. So, George, starting with you, and then we'll work our way around. Go on. I, feel, I believe that we're going to get the win. And I honestly do. I think that the crowd will be up for it. It's one of our biggest, it's, if not the biggest game this season. And I think we, if we can play like we did against Watford, against Millwall, against most teams when Sifuentes have been in charge, I think we'll get the win. So I'm going for a... I'm going for a 1-0 victory. I think we'll keep another clean sheet with our defence. But once again, I don't think we're going to score bundles. So, I'll take that. Dunstan, you're next. Sorry. 0-0. No, no. Um, I've, I've just got oh, a feeling. I, 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 you know what? I, I don't like the fact that it's a Sunday kickoff, a Sunday morning kickoff. Um, th those are never good. Like we've never done well traditionally in those in those um, morning games. Um, however, you know, I I don't think Huddersfield are particularly out too much either. I, I think it'd be a lot of huff and puff. I think that. Um, I mean, I want to say we'll win. Um, I th I just think it'll be a bad game. I think it'll be nil nil. You need to go in that thicket. Happy boss on. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm 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 still waiting for Anish to pick me up, mate. So yeah. I, can pick, I can pick you up from Heathrow if you fly over. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll get a better like, off than us. Got some Heathrow connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> whenever, whenever anybody asks me, so six is my lucky number. I always, I, I, I like six. So um, we're going to win six 0 And I, and I don't and I don't ever <laughs> predict QPR scores. So I'm going to go six nil. Dykes hat trick. Armstrong hat trick. How's that? I you want to see the bench. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got a tenner on him again. And then, and, then, and, then, and then I woke up. 
I think I think on the back of winning a game, admittedly against a team that wasn't very good, um, it will give okay. us confidence. It will give us confidence. And I think um if 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 they feel half half of what we feel, because we've we've all come away from there going, awesome, we're back, we're back after one after one game. But at least I, I, I think it. Um it, it, yeah, I, I think we'll I think we'll get the win. I and, and I think it will be a little bit more comfortable than one one nil. Um I, I think we'll get the win. I'm gonna go I'm still gonna go six nil because um it's it's a habit. It's six nil. Slipping egg. I mean you 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 probably get that right once every ten years, I suppose. I mean I'm not even sure that Palace six. Even Palace six nil. Um, who was a who was our last six to look at? Uh, give us we had a six Carlos. one against Cardiff, yeah, five nil Swansea six one. I think we beat Borough five nil. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was um, at that game and I met Robert Smith from the cure afterwards in a curry house. My, fir- my, bastard. my, my, my <laughs> first, my first ever game was. Beating Borough six one, March March the fifth, nineteen eighty three. Oh, so it's only come lately then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good side, though, wasn't it? I mean, that was a great time to come and see Rangers, though. Yeah, Stainrod Allen. Wow, you were spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you think I, it's always going to be like this? I, I, yeah, it was great. I walked in. It's a guy guy that lives up the road. Still season ticket holders. They they took me to a game. I I I like Man United because my cousins did. I couldn't name a Man United player, but he he goes, "Do you want to come to a game?" I walked in, plastic pitch, one six one. Found a fiver on the floor. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah, yeah. Did you that, did you put that in stand to score? Uh, no, I was too way too young. Way too young. Um, did they, uh, yeah. What do you think? These tough bookies. These tough bookies. I don't remember these stuff bookies in the um, lower loft and that used to go past by the stairs. There used to be little bookies there, and there used to be ones up the road as well. They were the days, eh? Yeah. Um, I think we went through. Paul, we used to have fifty uh, p's on Damien Stewart first goal scorer. Then it was Clint Hill. You know, like literally, we just used to rock up and just give them the give them the fifty p's and never collect. So happy days. Did you ever put? Did you ever put anyone in Dean Cooney to score? Um, no. Uh, Although he did score why. that one time in concussion, right? Yes, yes, yes. Famously had the worst miss ever in, until um, Hugel saved him for that blushes against Portsmouth away. I was at that one many years ago, but the Hugel oh miss, God. I think, was was in par or worse. It's hard to say, but yes, anyway. See, this is what I do, you see. I come on, we come on these podcasts, and I drift back to the 70s, well, 80s and 90s, you know, and it's as glory days um, before the Premier League. So, um, yeah, there was football before. So you're lucky, George. You've got a decent dad who rounds you in your QPR history and stuff. But I do worry about the kids these days. Oh, God, I said so old. You know, they would support the Arsenal, the Spurs. I never get to games. And I think you've just hit the nail on the head. You, take, you, you took um, Rishi to his, his game and he just fell in love with it. Unless you take him to a live game. You know, these kids have never seen live football. It, it, it's It's criminal. You know what? I saw the other day, someone got interviewed on Arsenal TV. It was, he looked like a 10, 11-year-old kid. And he got mm-hmm. asked, 
how do you think about Arsenal at the moment? And he said, well, we've won a couple of FA Cups, but for me, that isn't good enough. We should be winning the league. Like, ridiculous. How old are they? 10, 11, 12, something like that. Right, sometimes I'd celebrate winning the corner. I mean, <laughs> you know, and then I'd, then, I'd, then I'd have a quick memory of what our corners are like. I think, oh, maybe not. Um, but that's the difference, though, isn't it? I mean, it's like... A, I've actually met people. The first thing they said to me, "This is no word of a lie." What have you won? And it's like, wow. Okay, I. I what does it matter? Like, well, you you know, you've had a couple of cup finals. It's like I've always said in the podcast. They're always happy to tell you what you haven't done. But then you say, "Say, well, do you go?" And they're like, "Well, you know, I've got this. I've got that." Have you ever been to a live game? No. Who do you support? Arsenal. It's fifteen minutes down the road, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's absolutely no yeah. reason to live in Barnet and not be able to go and see any London football club. So I just, you know, my mate used to have the best line was, especially to wind Chelsea fans up and you'd say, put your season ticket down before I talk to you about football. <laughs> Which, of course, you can't do. Well, you suppose you can do. You have to get it on your phone now, don't you? And do it all digitally and stuff. But yes, it's like the fellow years ago at a, at a QPR game. This is true, by the way. He um, was so disillusioned, he threw his season ticket on the pitch and said, that's it, at the last game of the season. Which I suppose, if you're going to waste your season ticket, it's probably the best time to do it. <laughs> so, well, Paul, what, was it, what was it Mark Bertram uh, says? You don't support QPR for the trophies, you support it for the moments. Um, which is the best way to sum it up, right? We, we, and we, I think... Since, since we've been season ticket holders, my, my son's met friends, he made friends in the... So we're in the, fam, we're in the family end. Um, and and honestly, it's like home. You look at um, Justin, that uh, Justin Stone, that looks after the um, all, all uh, the no Justin, yeah, match events in the community. Yeah, lovely fella, just amazing. Makes us makes us just feel welcome all the time. All of the all of the guys that work around, and it's a proper community. You know, it's a community club. And I've I've bought you know Tottenham fans, Everton fans, and they've come along. And I said, go on, come 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 to the game midweek because the kids can't go. And they love it. They love the atmosphere, but not just in the ground, on the way to the ground, you know, leaving White City Station and everyone's already sh shouting, shouting the songs and, and coming to the ground. They love it. And and the fact that after the game, you you can, and we, we go and see the players and, and they've all got time for you, all of them, every single one of them got time. Mm. And when you speak to all these Premier League fans, you go, what, what you get, and they, you get to meet the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll talk to you and you get photographs. And, and just proper community club. Um, wouldn't have they, it any they way. used to walk down they, they used to walk down the tube station with you mate years ago like you'd, you'd see something like oh it's Dave Bannister you know or, so you know like William Faraday whatever it's like oh they've walked you'd, you'd have a chat with him Alan McDonald was a was a good one for him the armor from the way to the game and stuff so yeah I mean but that's what we're so unique and so different and it annoys me that we don't as a club maybe the new CEO will do that we don't promote ourselves nearly enough in my opinion I've said this for years if you come out of any tube station and bus stop, whatever, there should be some relevance to QPR in the bush. You know, it's our area. You've got to, you know, we suffer enough with the shiny new red and white scarves that the road that Brentford fans seem to have picked up the last few years. And we've got to combat that by being different and unique. That's why we're so different from them not down the road, because as we've seen today on Twitter, they publicised a bed in their ground because they think that's really, yeah, I don't know, different arty and stick a celebrity in it. It's, you know, that's I, I that's I hate that about football. Football isn't about that. It's about your community, it's about your club, and it's about your love and passion, which is why when Armstrong scored on Saturday, I just thought that this fierce, the, the, the passion, 
you know, you, you don't get that some from so many players these days, and and I love that. You know, you can say that means the world. And I'm not just saying that because he's Irish. I mean, I get accused of being biased towards Irish players because I like him and Smith, and you know, I also like Field. He's English, you know, like Coolback. Can, can I just say that photo um, that was taken of Sinclair celebrating, like ah. jumping? Oh my, that that is an absolute cla- like modern classic QBR photo. That that's oh, a screensaver. Yeah, it really is, and you I mean, can I, I, see you can see the joy on his face. It is amazing. I mean, I was half expecting him to injure himself on the way down because that's <laughs> our luck. You know, he scores a goal. He's running through cramp half the time. Jumps up there. I was like, "Don't do it! You'll get cramped." <laughs> I was going to say, if it's Paul Smith and he's like an endless backflips, you know, like don't I don't do think it. he's allowed to do them anymore. <laughs> I don't think he's allowed to do the wee backflips anymore. I, I, I think that's. Um, I hope not. He did no. one away. He did one away at Preston, didn't he? he yeah, did, but I think that was a... so. Yeah, when yeah, we won two, yeah. yeah, and then he didn't do it for his next goal. Yeah, no, he right. didn't. I think it was like mm. one that Collie crossed in. Yeah, kind of like mm, not right. sure. we, were, we were losing that one. To be fair, so if you're losing and you're going, oh, yeah. back oh, flip, you're you wouldn't really want to do yeah. backflips in front of. The That's lot. why we have you on this podcast, George, because you bring sensibility to it. You really do. Us old codgers here. I mean, we just here to make up the numbers, really. Now, listen, we're going to come to the R's end now. So I'm going to start with Dunstan, George, and then Anya at the end. George, that's you, okay, oh, so, Dunstan, sorry. Yeah, my, my R's end is um, the QPR New York City lot. Uh, we we uh, yesterday did some testing, and we are about to launch a podcast. So... Uh, Obviously not a rival podcast, but a, a companion podcast. Um, we're, so it's going to be QPR with some different accents, talking about Kwathi and Saka and all this, that and the other. But no, in that all seriousness, um, no, do you know what? The the, the lads in New York, and <clears throat> they're a really knowledge, knowledgeable bunch. Um, it's going to be talking about, obviously, the game, the, uh, the next game. About Bath over here, and I think what's going to be interesting is that yeah, the next World Cup is going to be in the states, so uh, we'll probably be covering a bit so of that what's as a, well what's a World Cup? as as we get closer. Uh, it, it's that thing you don't qualify for. Um, Excellent. So, um, yeah, like when, when it's um, when, when it's ready, we'll let you know, and obviously uh, it would be nice if you can give us a plug. It would also be nice, Paul, if uh, maybe you come and be a guest. Oh, stop so, it, uh, You won't have to do the presenting. Stop it. Yeah, <laughs> do you tell me, mate. We need to get a new presenter. I am shite. Um, no, listen, I've always said this. The more QPR podcasts, the more everything is so much better. I mean, we all support the same club. I, I do not get in any way resentful. You're never coming back. Um, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy yourself with your new friends. You know, you, you, you just leave your old friends like a tossed stone in the sea. No, mate, good luck and happy to promote it, happy to help. And I think it's a bloody brilliant idea because it's not W12, it's W12 and beyond. So, well, I'm, I totally I'm, I'm going to say thank you. Paul, I'm, I'm, I'm not hosting, I'm just going to be a guest. We've got brilliantly, we've got a guy, Andy, who is uh, a bit of a podcast whiz. He's um, launched a couple of um, other podcasts uh, covering friendship, covering people born in 1974, and he's interviewed some really interesting people. And me, um, but no, he's going to be hosting. He's um, yeah. uh, second thoughts really of his professional cooking. Second thoughts, oh. <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah. 
George, no, good luck, mate. George. So my last end is you brought up someone else in the club a minute ago, Justin. I think he does amazing for the club. But yeah. my RZM was going to be about Andy Sinton. And Marty said in his interview after Millwall how he went to the players before that game and gave them a whole thing about the club, how he's affiliated to the club and how much the fans love the club. And I think that the amount of work Andy Sinton does is absolutely unbelievable. You Like, if... I've met him so many times. I've done the tiger feet with him so and he's just yeah. so approachable. And I, I end up having hour, two hour conversations with him on these walks. And he's just such a great person for QPR. No matter what how bad the performances on the pitch have been, he has been incredible, a great figurehead for the club, in my opinion. His commentary is not too bad either, even though he did say Joey Barton instead of Joe Bryan the other day for Millwall on his commentary. But yeah, my thing is, credit to Andy Sinton, great guy, great person for QPR, and yeah. Right. You know, George, well said. My R's end, before we go to you, is simple one. I cannot believe that you give them this to people. I know I mentioned it before, and I'm you're an inspiration to us all, mate. And honestly, and I'm so sorry about my mental block with names. I, I do apologise. I'm absolutely rubbish. Um, But listen, you so inspiring and, and especially when we're going through hard times I go on Twitter I say that you're offering lifts and you're picking people up you're doing this and I'm thinking that's why I fucking love this football club because of people like you mate so um, please note that what you do is much appreciated even by those that never set through in their fun boss no thank, thank you thank you uh, appreciate, really appreciate it and um, that's true I'm, I'm trying to work out what the R's end is do I just say anything or am I is it giving no, you can say anything we haven't discussed the podcast or anything you want to say. Yeah, okay. Um, so let, let, let's keep it to the same theme, right? You know, I it, it, I, 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 uh, I, love the fact that you think it's great, etc. And, and, you know, I, I I think it's really simple. I think it's stuff that everybody everybody could do. You know, it's it's real basic. Let's encourage more and more people to go. If you've got space in your car, bring them along. Um, what I would say is if there's anyone that is – really struggling to go to a game going forward an away game um just let me know well in advance and i'll book the spaces for you um i've got i've got one regular that always comes steve and he's um he's a legend in our car and um and and is all is amazing with conversation etc but if anybody does want to go going forward just let me know on twitter reach out i'll save some spots for you um dunson i promise i'll pick you up from heathrow when you come next time and and, and we'll go um what is your twitter uh, handle by the way for people listening sorry Oh, crikey. Dunno. I think it's just my name, is it? Anuj Bardwaj? Uh Jesus, how do I know? I'm wrong. <laughs> That'll do. Oh, oh no, I love that. Just let me know on Twitter. What is it? I don't know. At at Anuj Bardwaj sixty six. Anuj okay, brilliant. Well done. Oh, you're uh, three years older than me. I wasn't born in sixty six. Just six is my lucky number, so six it became sixty six. I was I'm a seventy two. I'm born in seventy two. But yeah, I was happy with sixty six, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But listen, let's let's all do it. Let's spread <laughs> spread, spread kindness, spread kindness. Oh, and, give that and, a hand. So, and, 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 and I'll finish it. I've still got three spots for Blackburn game. If anybody wants to come on the on the third, and if you which if, game, uh, Blackburn. Oh, I'm I'm going up. We're, we're going to the car. And where can we find you again for people who missed it the first time because you didn't know? On Twitter, Anuj Bardwaj sixty six. Okay, there you go, lads. Dunstan, you're going to say something. Yeah, and you said something then, which was uh, it's something that everyone 
uh, could do. But I think the fact that not everyone does is a real testament to you, my friends. It's uh, it, it's really quite something. Um, and, you know, it, it's just another example about how utterly brilliant Rangers fans are. So good on you, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate and I, it. I think you've come with this podcast and you've inspired me. And that doesn't happen very <laughs> often. So you called yourself a, vodka, a podcast virgin. And um, as long as you don't get stolen by the New York lot, because apparently they've got a bloody professional doing it who knows what he's doing. And also he does podcasts and friendship and what you do for a living. I can see, I can see, I, I feel like our development sport, everyone's getting poached. But um, no, listen, it's, it is, listen, Dunson said it better than me. We could all do more and maybe we should do more sometimes. And we, but yeah, and it's a great inspiration to many of us is like, you know, Try and get as many because times are hard. I mean, Jesus, I, I, I have no idea how much um I, I spend. And by the way, I've almost forgotten to say the one important thing. Safa had a wee baby. And yeah. well done, yeah, Safa. And yeah, and Felicity, well done. Great parents. Another QPR fan in the world. Love it. I'll tell you what, mate, the that's... lengths you'll go to to miss to miss a game is is quite something. It's pretty scandalous, actually. <laughs> you know? Well, listen, lads, I think tonight's been an excellent podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I hope you've enjoyed, and we'll get you back again, mate. Honestly, that was a that was a okay. brilliant debut. That was almost up there with um, PT. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> oh, that would be laugh. I shouldn't laugh at your jokes. Now, that was a that was a good podcast. I enjoyed that, and hopefully, even also George, as always, you you know, brilliant. So, and we know you weren't slagging to see you off, off, so you'll still be able to get tickets. You'll be fine. Cheers, Paul, once again for having me on. I, lo- I love it every time, and I promise you, I'll- I won't be going anywhere. I'll come on the pod, come on the pod whenever. Yeah, but they might not go for you. I mean, you haven't got a fun bus. <laughs> well, yeah, well, can't drive yet, can I? So I can always give you a lift, Kelly. George, if you need a lift. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be in contact. I'll be in contact yeah. if I need. In-, in Belfast, when I was younger, you'd be you'd be driving the buses, mate. <laughs> it's called <laughs> joyriding, but it's the same sort of thing. The same thing, right? We've waffled on enough, and um, let's hope that we get the base rocking for a ridiculous kickoff of such an important game on a Sunday at half one. It is scandalous. Bollocks to you, Sky. And well done, QPR fans. Get yourselves a get by the team. Thank you guys for joining us on the pod. This has been Open All Hours. Come on, Rangers. Let's win this Saturday, Sunday. We have to win. You've listened to Open All Hours, and thank you. Mm-hmm.